Nutmeg Radio. Welcome back to another episode of Nutmeg Radio. This week we are specifically dedicating an episode to trauma. I know that we speak about it a lot and it kind of weaves in through a lot of our conversations, but we've never actually done a full episode on what it is, how it affects us and what we can actually do to get rid of it. So I guess to start, for me, trauma has become almost a bit of a buzzword. I would kind of say it was like a 2021 buzzword in a way where all of these people started to kind of attach on to this word of like trauma. Like I have trauma around this, clear your trauma, you know, do this. And there's all sorts of people who are claiming to be able to help you with said trauma as well. And what has become very apparent to me because I've done a lot of training around trauma is that it's not just a matter of like just journaling something out and being aware of something. Trauma has a very specific response within our body. And to give you an idea of how that actually works and something will happen and that something can be really small to really big. Trauma is a spectrum. It's not a it's not just a traumatic event isn't necessarily just being assaulted or something like that. It can be anything from minor stresses throughout the day right through to like post-traumatic stress syndrome and big traumatic events happening. So it's a spectrum and we are all affected by different things differently. So just because what's happened to one person may seem quote unquote way more traumatic than what has happened to you doesn't necessarily mean that the effects that it's had on you long term isn't as impactful because it's it's just one of those things that we are all affected by different things very differently and so when something happens let's take something kind of medium like or higher on the trauma spectrum like a car crash when that happens, your nervous system basically freezes you. So it goes into a state of freeze or it will be fight or flight. So essentially trauma at the time is keeping you safe. So when something initially happens, it lets use something different. Let's use the the concept that you have been attacked or you can you you can see that you are about to be attacked which is a traumatic experience so say you see somebody approaching you you know that this is going to happen what happens is your nervous system is going to kick into gear it's either going to go into a freeze response where you kind of just freeze up and you don't know what to do and again that is still keeping you safe because potentially that is you playing dead or something along those lines or it's going to go more into a fight or flight where your senses are going to become really heightened you're not going to be have any access to your actual emotions but you're going to do whatever you need to do to be able to get yourself out of that situation once you come out of that that is where so in that in that place your system has gone into a state of shock and there has been an overwhelm in the system. 
we see that once we come out of it where things are they feel numb essentially you don't necessarily feel your normal self you will feel a sense of you kind of don't know what's up and you can feel very disconnected from your body as well because when you're in one of those responses you're often not in an embodied place because it actually wasn't safe to be in your body at that time. So this is how trauma works. And that's on something that's rather, and that's larger. And essentially what ends up happening is that that, even though it will start to recede and you won't be in a constant state of shock, once the shock kind of wears off, that core trauma that happened or whatever it was that you felt at that initial time is still going to be essentially imprinted into you. And it gets imprinted into your body, usually somewhere specifically. Um, And it also gets like energetically imprinted and subconsciously imprinted as well. And so in order to be able to release it, we have to be able to access these layers in a way that is very safe in a, in a surrounding or a setting where we are deeply held and feel really supported and our nervous systems are relaxed. That's what enables us to actually release the trauma. When we don't, when we have all sorts of subconscious traumas that are kind of looping from when we were children and like I said a trauma is a spectrum so it can be anything from somebody taking your lunch off you at school or to something a lot bigger like getting lost in the supermarket and not being able to find your mother you know they're all levels of trauma that are going to affect us in some way so when we don't actually do the work to clear this what ends up happening is we get presented with situations that trigger that trauma and a trigger doesn't feel good it feels sticky like what how would you describe it a a, when you get triggered and you know that there's something that you need to address Loz yeah well I think it's super interesting just I think of sorry I'm just going to backtrack a little bit but after we had our um, meeting with Will on our previous podcast and talking about the nervous system it's actually become like super apparent to me that really tuning into that nervous system and the response that your body has when something happens that is when you can kind of tap into the fact that there is something traumatic going on and something to answer your question that happened to me the other day I picked up my niece and we were having a little auntie niece day out and I was um, borrowing my sister's car and we were sitting at the lights and it's kind of it's that you know the cars they automatically stop when you're like braked at the lights anyway the car turned itself off and it did not turn itself back on and it's like mid traffic peak hour my whole entire nervous system just shot like I felt the charge my chest got really tight my breath got really short I started sweating (laughs) I'm like oh my god what am I gonna do people are tooting at me I'm like obviously I'm not doing this on purpose and then my niece is sitting in the back laughing so I'm just like oh my god this is so hectic so it was interesting at that moment to actually just take a breath slow it down relax for a minute like nothing bad is gonna happen it's kind of 
getting back into the body like you just said and then putting my foot on the brake turning the car back on and then it started and then I took off and it was fine but yeah it's just it's a very interesting moment of becoming consciously aware of the reactions that your body has before your mind can kick into gear to actually like figure the situation out so I mean I don't know did I actually pick up trauma from that that I need to deal with or was that you know because that's something is relatively quite small I'm not gonna I mean maybe I do have a little bit of trauma I don't know if I want to drive her car again because I'm worried that it's gonna happen you know yeah I mean that's a good example of something that's like somewhat mildly traumatic you know it's still a traumatic thing because it made your system go into like fight or flight um, so it's still traumatic for you, whether you've carried an imprint from it or not. I mean, <laughs> I feel like it would be relatively easy to let go of, but you might, yes. you know, um, I think I'm fine. in terms of, I guess, like an emotional trauma, like something more emotional, like how does it feel to be like, what does a trigger feel like for you where you can feel there's like something old that's been stirred? Mm. Well, it's quite interesting because, um, I have been doing a lot of work with a energy healer at the moment who works with meridian lines and trauma that's been held in the body. And so I've had a real issue with detoxing my liver. It's kind of been a big issue for me throughout my life and it hasn't helped that I've loved alcohol so much. So I'm kind of working my way through that. And we had a really intense session where he basically kind of kicked my immune system back online and started the big detox of my liver. And then what followed from that in the, like the few weeks following was like bouts of insane frustration and anger and like annoyance. And then I was getting annoyed at myself for experiencing these feelings and I had another session with him last week and he said to me, he was like, you know, you have obviously had something traumatic happen that got housed in your liver from whatever it may have been, something physical, whatever, when I was a child and I can't remember it in my conscious mind, but it's, it's basically rammed itself deep into my liver, which has kind of created a bunch of ongoing issues. My polycystic ovaries, everything's kind of like related to it. Um, to the point that I now need to kind of go back and do a bit of um, sort of subconscious work to see where the root of that trauma stemmed from. So to answer your question in a long kind of winded way, for me, when I feel like a, tr- a trigger happened from trauma, it's it happens in my chest and it's a feeling of sort of anger. And I think that's just because I haven't processed something that I'm being called to go back to look at. Um, But yeah, I would say for me, it's shortness of breath. It is usually an emotion that I'm not used to experiencing and something that doesn't make me feel good and something that like I'm like, whoa, this isn't this isn't really who I am or how I act and this isn't how I put myself out to the world. And I don't like it's almost like trying to figure out why that is going on. So yeah, it's it's a it's a bodily thing and the tightness of chest, as I said, and then it kind of goes into the emotional of the aggression and the anger. And then it's kind of the mind starts kicking into being like, why am I feeling like this? And then not almost beating myself up for the fact that I'm experiencing these emotions does that answer the question yeah yeah it does I would describe it as 
being jarring to the system. It feels like all of a sudden everything becomes jarred and contracted. And then from there, like you say, you almost, it's quite interesting when you start to witness it, like going into old thought forms to try and avoid it as well. Because usually when you get triggered, Mm. you don't necessarily want to look at the reason as to why you're being triggered yeah that that's how it feels for me but I think you know it's it's a similar feeling for most people it's this it's like a rise in them like something rises Mm. and that's how I would describe it to people that's the trauma that resides within your body literally rearing its head to the surface and asking to be addressed if you can think about it in that way. And so, I mean, it's kind of, it's one of those things that obviously we've kind of figured it out now, but for years and years and years, we would have just gone around being triggered by everything and drinking or doing God knows what to just move through that feeling of being triggered and never really, never really got onto the other side. Because something else that's really important to note as well, if you have a lot of trauma in your body, um, that has been not, not that's not processed and um you know has not been released it's really really hard to actually be in your body because your nervous system is in a constant state of either fight or flight or freeze it puts you into a dysregulated state and when you're in a dysregulated state it's actually very very difficult to be in your body and this is why it's so important that if you're wanting to do like some deep work with somebody to help you move through this, that you look to somebody who is actually trauma-informed. They know how trauma works in the body. It's like, I can't really stress this enough because there are, like I said at the beginning, like there's just a lot of people out there who are throwing it around. But the, the difficulty with that or the problem with that is if you start to kind of open things up in a way that isn't safe and held, you can actually re-traumatize yourself. And a kind of a prime example of that is almost what happened to you. Like this is what was coming through to me as you were saying that, where you start to open up energetically all of this stuff that's happening in the liver, right? And then it starts to move through your system. That's the exact same thing that happened to me when I got my first Reiki attunement. So I had like a lot of stuff that I hadn't processed and I went just balls deep, and had a Reiki attunement without ever even having a Reiki session. I just wanted to do that. And I don't regret that at all because it's all like added up to these different layers of like what I do now. But what ended up happening to me was what's called a healing crisis. And so all of these things that had happened to me, all of these years that I had suppressed, all of these emotions, they all came bubbling up to the surface all at once. And so what ended up happening was it was a, a a period of about, I would say about six weeks of just pure roller coaster, didn't know what was happening. It was actually very scary. It was like I'd opened this whole can of worms. I didn't have any support. I'd opened this whole can of worms and all of us had gone from like really not feeling that many emotions at all to feeling everything all at once. And that in of itself is actually traumatic for a person to go through. And similar thing for you, right? Like you're at a different place now where you have a lot more conscious awareness. You have a lot of awareness around trauma. You have people that you work with that are able to like hold you through that as well. But if you can imagine somebody who hadn't and they had gone and had that work done, 
how that would affect them. That could potentially be actually more traumatizing to the person than not. So then then having not done anything in the first place, especially if you just don't have the capacity to be able to move through all of these things, because essentially what's happening is the feelings that you would have been feeling at the time that that trauma happened and now bubbling to the surface. And they were too hard for you to feel at that time, hence why they get lodged and suppressed in the system. So they're not necessarily going to be an easy emotion for you to process now. Probably easier because you're in a different place to be able to do it. But if you're somebody who's really new to the work, then not. Does that make sense? Mm, That makes a lot of sense. I feel like to kind of touch on that, if there are people listening who are like, oh God, well then I can't do this because I don't want to dive into that because it's now going to take too much time or I'm going to have to like pay to get someone to help me or all of that. Like, is there something that people can do just to take like a little baby step where it's like, you don't have to open the full can of worms, but you can come in and maybe like, maybe there's just like something little that can kind of get the ball rolling so that you yourself can like tiptoe your way to the door to get to the point where you're like, okay, now I'm ready to literally invest in my own self. I mean that uh, just to kind of touch on that really quickly. I think this is something that people kind of don't have in their forefront is actually investing in yourself is the most like magnetic and transformational thing that you can do. And I think people have such a scarcity around paying for things when it has something to do with themselves, because it's not like you're getting something physical, you're not buying that watch or you're not getting that car or you're not doing this. So then you're like, oh, well, I'm paying that person, but I'm not really like getting something tactile out of it. And I think people need to shift their mentality around that just on this conversation, because you know, I had a bit of scarcity around money last year and then I invested in myself and I found more people to help me. And now that I'm actually getting to the roots of these things that have happened to me in my life, I'm like breaking walls down and I have never felt better. And I am so magnetic at the moment. I am pulling things in. And I think, you know, the how you're saying the word of 2021 is trauma. And I think the word that's literally right next to that is manifesting. And I think there is 100% a complete correlation between releasing trauma to be able to pull in your manifestations. But people just throw these words around like, oh, I'm manifesting this because of I dealt with my trauma. But have they actually? No, they haven't. It's surface level. It's just going to keep coming back to fuck you in the face. Excuse my language, but that's how I feel about it. So what are we talking about? Oh, my God. I literally couldn't agree more. And I love that you said that like investing in yourself is the most magnetic thing that you can do. It truly is. And the reason for that is you are literally showing yourself how much you love yourself. And that's only going to equal good things for you. Mm. And I feel like there was a point though that yeah, I was trying to get was, to. <laughs> there was a point. So that's what we were talking about was the actually being able to begin somewhere. Oh, yes, yes, because it was important. So so basically, to kind of go back to that point, how can people build up their trust muscle and just actually kind of start the ball rolling to see the little bit of magic that happens when you start to dive into that trauma place without having, as you said, like a traumatic ex- response from opening this big can of worms and creating another fuckery situation? Yeah. Okay, so I would say 
that if you're wanting to start to start to do it and you don't you're just wanting to do it on your own um is to firstly first and foremost start with nervous system regulation getting yourself really comfortable with being able to regulate your own nervous system so when things do start to come to the surface you're able to hold yourself through that that to me is the most important thing then you can like if you start with that and I mean I'd recommend listening to our conversation that we had with Will Derude I think it was number 33 uh a really great good number. episode, <laughs> great number, great episode um, to start when it comes to your nervous system, how it all works. Because I also think that once you have an awareness around like how this is actually working and you have some simple, like, and it's really, there's simple tools. Nervous system regulation is really simple. Like it's coming back to your breath. It's coming into your surroundings. It's, you know, like even something as simple as like if you're sitting there staring at your computer screen and you can feel that you're becoming really disembodied, look away and just look at all four corners of your room and just note, like notice your surroundings, bring yourself back to like the bigger picture and your surroundings in that way. And then focusing on the breath and doing long, slow, deep breaths and just noticing how your body's feeling and just being able to bring yourself into your own state of regulation so that, like I said, when things do start to move, you're able to hold yourself in that space. And then I would say once you've got to that point and you're, if you're doing it on your own, is noticing when triggers come up. And I it, like that's a great time to kind of practice nervous system regulation as well as like if you feel yourself be triggered, that jarring feeling, that awful feeling in your chest where there's just really sticky things that you don't want to feel, taking a big deep breath. You might not necessarily want to do it right at the time because sometimes when we're initially very triggered, uh, it's not the right time to be doing the work. Sometimes we need to give ourselves like a little bit of breathing room to extend it out and give ourselves like the 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 benefit of time and which will give us clarity on things. So writing out your triggers like okay mum said this to me today. Okay. And it made me triggered. So this is just like a classic example. Real real basic. I got triggered by mum saying this to me today. How did that, okay, and then the next step is how did that make you feel? And really get specific about the feeling behind it. And then writing out after that, when are the other times that I have been triggered in a similar way to this? And looking and what it like when you start doing this it's gonna it's a long process you're gonna be writing pages upon pages especially if you've got like a lifetime of stuff behind you and I don't say that to scare you because it's really freeing actually once you start when you see it written down you're like holy fuck like I can now see the pattern and like how it's just come back again and again and again asking me to do something about it and so you can then do that. And a lot of people actually get a lot of relief from that. They get a lot of relief from this idea of just writing things out. But for most people, that's not actually going to get deep enough to clear the trauma. So if you're doing this work on your own, I would say 
starting to do some meditation around it. If you are start, if you are in a place where you are feeling um, more comfortable within your nervous system and within your body, then maybe taking yourself into a meditative space and just looking at it from that place, asking yourself questions from that place. Like, what did you? What was it that you actually needed at that time? That this thing, you know, this trigger when it very first started happening, what was it that you needed? What are you needing in that situation? And what did you need? And really like working with your subconscious in that way. And that's where we can start to really like see things in a different way and also start to release things from our subconscious also. I love that. While you were just saying that, I was getting this download, which is going to sound a bit esoteric, but you know, when you look around you, everything is patterns, right? You've got physical patterns in nature. You've got the sacred geometry patterns that are out there when you, you know, can get to that point. If you, if you do, then you see it there as well. And then it comes back to also like the internal patterns that actually keep happening inside you. And you kind of realize that the whole of life is made up by a series of patterns and it's up to you to almost kind of decide how your pattern wants to curtail you know I think there is something really quite magical in there and like you say I think when you can figure out how to change that pattern and release the one that wasn't working out and didn't look so good it didn't feel so good and once you can figure out how to kind of move through that it's really exciting and just to kind of touch on that a little bit further when I was having my kind of my energy session my homeopathic energy session last week my healer said to me, you know, you have now released it from your body, but it's now sitting out here. And I like to call it my ozone and your ozone. I think, what what did you say? It goes for like 10 feet or something. Yeah. Your aura does. Yeah. Yeah. Your aura. Yeah. I mean, ozone. I like to call it my ozone. So <laughs> I call it an ozone. So basically like I was um, told that now that I'm releasing it from my physical body, it's actually now sitting out in sort of my third and fourth body of like my mental, my mental body and my emotional body that right now is where the trauma is sitting. So that goes back to what you were saying before. And it's like getting to a point where you can, or a place, sorry, where you can actually fully go back to the root of it, process it, like, nurture yourself like it's almost like time traveling isn't it you're like going back in time to when that happened and time traveling and being the person that you wish was there for you at that time and like soothing it and then literally just throwing it away just like boomerang like no not boomerang we don't want it to come back we're gonna frisbee that as far as we can like out into the abyss and just be done with it and let it go and I think like the importance of actually being able to do that is coming back to my kind of story around the patterns because you don't want it then to go back into the body because you haven't properly released it. And then all of a sudden the pattern happens again. And then I don't know, I don't want my liver to like seize up and all of that kind of stuff. So I think, yeah, I just wanted to get that point out there. Yeah. And I love that you've literally just had this experience experience because it's something that I talk about all the time is that, if you're wanting to do the work, you've got to hit it at the base line of the body, the subconscious, the energetic, and the emotional. Like it's just that's how it works. And if you don't hit all four of those, I kind of associate the um, the body and the emotion as being very 
very tightly intertwined. I would say that it would go the body and then very closely the emotional field. And Mm, I think that they're very, very closely intertwined there. Uh, But if you don't, like you say, it's going to keep pestering you in some way. It's going to keep showing up for you. And something that like, I like that you said as well as you've just got to let it go. (laughs) Something that I see quite often well, not not that often, but it's relatively common, is that we actually, even if we say we want to like do the work and, you know, manifest and trauma release and all of the buzzwords, there are actually a lot of people who want to hold on to their trauma. Even if consciously they want to let it go, like consciously they know that letting it go is the best thing for them subconsciously they want to hold on to it and there's a number of different reasons i mean the first of which is that that trauma has kept you safe for a long time somehow it's kept you protected so there's that at a baseline level but then there's all these kind of other subtleties that come in around i mean there's just so many different things but it could be something as simple as like maybe You've got had attention because of this trauma that's happened. And subconsciously, you're worried that if you release it, you're not, no longer going to get that t- attention. And so, again, why it's so important to be also working with the, like working in alignment with the subconscious, because it can really come in and like fuck us up in a lot of different ways when we're actually trying to do the right thing and trying to release it. it I mean, I usually see it and it's quite obvious quite quickly and you know there's a lot of different things that we can do to actually move through that to actually get your subconscious on board to be feeling safe and secure and being able to release it but it's something to kind of watch out for is if you're like subconsciously still actually wanting to hold on to it Mm, which is like you know I'm sure other people have heard this and I remember hearing this years ago years ago and it was how our subconscious mind is like 90% of the brain activity. Uh, don't quote me on the numbers, but I'm pretty sure it was around about that. And we it only is, use yeah. 10%. Yeah. we only use 10% of our brain throughout the day. And I remember hearing that like ages ago and being like flabbergasted by it. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm so busy all the time. I'm talking to people all the time. I'm learning new skills. I'm like working. I've like, I work out. I've got all of this stuff going on. How am I not using the entirety of my brain? I don't get it. And it's just so fascinating when you kind of unplug from the matrix or however you want to say it and just start looking at that rest of that 90%. I mean, I would love to know, like, I mean, I feel like I'm definitely using a lot more than 10% these days. But like, imagine what like what our human experience would be like if we could literally tap into the entirety of our brain and like how that fully co-creates like with our nervous system and our entire like human body and all of the things. So I think I'm just the reason why I'm saying that is to just really drive home the importance of being able to do the subconscious work and the reprogramming and like the time travels and the meditations and all of the things and it kind of almost comes back to like me being a rebel because I love 
doing things because I fe- it feels good or I think things and I don't judge myself with these thoughts and I'm just like, huh, that just came from a weird part of my brain or, you know, all of these kind of things. So I think, yeah, it's, it's very important to open your mind to all of the possibilities and there's no rules here. Okay, yeah, people have made rules, but like I'm here to break that 100%. <laughs> Yeah, there's absolutely no rules, but there are much more effective ways of doing things that have been like tried and tested and studied and all of the things. I'm totally here for breaking the rules as well. Like what I do within my business is it's I've literally made it up based on all of the different things that I've studied. So I'm just like, this is what fucking works. So this is what I'm going to do. Um, Love it. Does it follow the rules of NLP? Absolutely fucking not. But it's still taking a lot of concepts from there, you know. So, yeah, I I like that. It's kind of like the longer we go along, like the more research that comes out. And, I mean, we just, Mm. there's so little, there's still so much that we don't actually know about the brain. Like the gray Mm. matter in the brain, like we still don't know what the fuck the gray matter is about. And it's like, how (laughs) are we this far along in like human evolution? And we still don't know that. So it's quite exciting when you think about human evolution and I mean we are kind of going a little bit esoteric here but and you think about where we are now and what we're starting to figure out and how we're actually starting to be able to use like you were saying much more of our consciousness because there's also a thing called the superconscious. have you heard of the superconscious? <laughs> no but tell me more I don't know a hell of a lot about it it's something that I'm kind of just getting into at the moment but it's like a whole other state of consciousness that I guess you you go into my feeling is like you act that's like the real high state of consciousness so is that when you're like tapped into your higher self more so or so yeah yeah Yeah. and yeah I mean okay I've like like a whole ream of questions come at you but like have you experienced this what does this feel like how do I get there you know yeah I mean I I probably shouldn't have even brought it up because like I said (laughs) it's an area that I've literally just started to explore but it's so more to come on the super conscious guys (laughs) love it (laughs) love it um, more to come on this but it is like if you think to me, it's like if you think about how we we see the world at the moment and we're, we're kind of full of all of these limitations, whether they're physical lim- limitations, whether they're mental limitations, financial limitations, if you can think about it, and I see it as like a visual of like you're kind of encaged in a way. The super conscious is almost like you're really letting go of all of that and there's almost like an un- a limitless potential there. So again, we're going a little bit esoteric from what started to be, um, you know, like quite a grounded (laughs) conversation. We're now in like a whole other place of it. But my point being is the more we go along, it's going to be really, really fascinating to see what we're actually capable of as human beings. Mm. Which I love so much because I feel like the reason for this little angle of the conversation is just coming back to like creating more space in your brain to allow this super consciousness to like be able to come in because I guess like if you're on like a as we said before like you're on a pattern like you're cycling over the same pattern of some trauma kind of situation you're not going to be 
able to receive like the beauty and the bliss that is trying to come in how cool oh my god I can't wait to hear more about this so you keep working hard on that nuts <laughs> I will I will um I mean that's exactly right that's what when you're doing that deep trauma work that's what you're doing you're clearing space and you see it all mm. the time if you think about it in energetic form like once you actually clear something physically from your body, your emotional field, your energetic field, your subconscious, and you've rewired that, you've actually cleared so much space that you open up a vacuum. And in that vacuum, something else is going to be drawn towards it. That's how manifestation works. It's like if you think about it on an energetic level, you've cleared something out, therefore there's a vacuum to draw something else into it. And now that you're thinking in a different way, your subconscious is thinking in a different way, you're drawing it because we draw in things from our subconscious place, you're going to draw in something that's much more aligned for you. But it still might not so be the magical. Right thing. So if it's not the right thing, still say no. Totally. Totally. Oh, my God. So cool. Mm. It's the beauty of magic, really, isn't it? It's just playing with life and, yeah. Feeling into your body, I think, yeah, that's just the importance, right, is listening to your body and coming back to that because at the end of the day, like, we own our bodies and, like, this is the place that is going to keep us safe. And, yeah, it's just kind of undoing all of the programming that we've kind of grown up in to keep us out of our bodies, you know? Exactly. And not in not in control of our bodies and not listening to our own bodies. I mean, we like the last, we, by the time this comes out, it would have been a couple of episodes ago, but we literally just did a podcast on intuition and how it's literally so linked into the body. And that's mm. another thing is that if you've still got a lot of trauma in place, it's probably going to be quite hard for you to be able to listen to your own intuition because One, you're going to have a lot of fear in your system that's going to kind of blur the messages for you. And also you're probably not going to be overly embodied. And so you're not going to be getting those messages as strongly as what you would if you do have a clear vessel, so to speak. I agree. And I think also tapping on that, it's so helpful to have someone else's perspective who has not lived in that trauma state who can actually like come at what you're saying or what you're going through from a different lens to help open your perspective to be able to go there so I think yeah it's I think it's it's great for people to take the little steps to get the ball rolling on this journey and then I think it definitely helps profusely to get somebody like yourself or there's you know other people who you feel that they are going to be the person to help you with because again you don't want to end up with someone who's just kind of like gaslighting the word trauma around um but yeah I mean like why waste time when you can kind of like get to the cheat sheet I mean I'm all about the cheat sheets so yeah I think it's really important to enlist somebody else to help you really break through all of that the breakthrough yeah, it's just the breakthrough. It's literally breaking through. It's collapsing time. And it's even, you know, like I I have a program called The Breakthrough and I always say it's like a year worth of therapy condensed down into depending on how long you're choosing. But 
into a space of about five weeks because especially if it's a spe- something specific that you're working with because you will literally sit in therapy and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and you will know that that problem or that issue inside out you'll know it you'll be very intimate with it in terms of you will know exactly and very kind of like intellectualized with it but it doesn't necessarily change how you feel subconsciously sometimes it does but it was it's it's going to take a lot longer to talk it all out and i i do honestly think that a lot of the time for us like actually speaking about something and voicing it and give like releasing it from our from us in that way is so helpful in order to be able to begin that process but if that's all you're doing you're going to be doing it for a long time Mm. I can attest to it I can 100% attest to it and I feel like also the beauty of that now is that I've now got tools in my little back pocket that I can like use and pull out when I need to so yeah I'm definitely here for that yeah and that's the thing is that you don't you know, I think when people start first start doing this work, it can be a little bit all-consuming to begin with, which is, again, why I would recommend getting help, when, especially when you first begin. Because once you start opening things up, there's a lot that's going to want to come up. I mean, you're only going to be given as much as you can handle. Remember, Always remembering, like, you, you're only ever going to be given in this life as much as what you can currently handle. But it's still probably going to feel quite overwhelming and confusing. But regardless of whether you've kind of got help, but much more so if you don't. But what kind of ends up happening is you're kind of in it for a couple of months, really. You're really in it where you're really kind of like peeling back the layers and then unpacking a lot of stuff. But after that, you'll go through times where, there are like new layers to address and look at, but you're not in it all the time. You're just out there enjoying your life, feeling good in your body, doing your thing. And when things crop up, you kind of are then able to just kind of deal with them on your own, you know, in Mm. your own space, in your own time and pretty quickly. Yeah. It's awesome. It's really cool. It feels really good to be, where I am right now. I mean, you can probably hear it in my voice. I just feel like I have personally cleared so much and I'm just living a way richer life and just like the beauty and the small things now really shine through. So yeah, love this conversation. Mm, Me too. Me too. I mean, obviously I'm always talking about trauma. So (laughs) I feel like it's probably a good, probably a good place to wrap it all up. Park it. Yeah. I feel like if if anybody does need some assistance or to do anything, uh, I would definitely recommend you, Nards, and what you do. I think you have like an amazing set of skills and you're so intuitive and you know exactly where to go to get people to where they've got to get to. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to plug you because I think that you're amazing at what you do. And if anybody listening is like, okay, I think I'm ready for it, then they should definitely hit you up. 100%. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Definitely come hit me up. I have one-on-one space at the moment open, so come and hit me up if you're ready to go deep (laughs) and get to the good kush. Love it. See ya. Thanks, guys.